I keep it 100? Sure. I'm from the Bay. It's the Mecca of independence. There. I grew up on Too Short and E-40. They were selling tapes out the trunk in 89, 90, 91, whenever that was, right? He's selling 400, 500,000 tapes out the trunk at $9 a unit when artists in New York was getting like 75 cent royalties. Oh, Lord, Jensen made another one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Brandon Jinx Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast, which you can only watch on Spotify. This week, we're breaking down the landscape of independence and hip-hop. And to do that, we brought along a couple of guests. So first up to my left, he's a rapper from Chicago. He's currently living here in Los Angeles. Mick Jenkins, what's up, man? Chilling, man. Glad that you had me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the last time I saw you, man. It's been a minute. It's. I think it's been like years. But yeah. You know, <laughs> look healthy. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to hang in there, man. <laughs> Same, same. So next up, we've got a rapper hailing from San Francisco who just dropped his Spaceships on the Blade project in August. Larry June, what's up, man? Yeah, how you doing, man? Much love. Larry, I got to tell you, man, like, you you own the car stereo. Like, yeah. every car, that's you. Man, I appreciate that. You man, hop in a friend's right. car, they playing yeah. your shit. I got that good cruise and music. You can put that shit on and just vibe, you know what I'm talking about? Someone hops in your car, they're not playing your shit, they get upset. So, <laughs> yeah, you got that on lock, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. Much love. And finally, across from me, he's the CEO and founder of Empire. Gazi, man, what's going on? Nothing much, brother. I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you're another one, man. I feel like, like, I hear the whispers. I've never met you in real life. And then, like, now you're here in real life. Blessed to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just blessed to be here, man. I yeah. love doing this. This is like, this makes my blood flow every day. Every yes, day, sir. every day, every day, every day. Well, look, for years, independent artists in hip-hop have faced challenges and an undeniable ceiling. But over the last decade, as the music industry has changed, so have the paths and opportunities of independence. The tools available to the modern-day artists make independence a likelier, more effective path for the new generation. But we want to know what are the pros and cons, the challenges, and some of the gray area in between, and where is this all headed? I'm curious of like everyone's current status. So, Mick, I know that you were on a label. Now you're fully independent. Um, I'm newly independent as of August 1st. Okay. Right, yeah, I was... Um Signed a cinematic uh, music group when I first came, you know, when I got a record deal, you feel me? And uh, I've been in that since. But I would say I've been operating independently, like legitimately not receiving money from, from them for mm. like two years. Okay. Yeah, so. And now you've like, you've now taken Now I'm like officially the, free. Yeah, officially yeah, independent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Larry, you've been on majors, you've been independent. What's What's been like your, your label journey? In 2016, I signed the Warner Brothers for a couple EP deals, and uh, you jump in the game, you know, not really knowing. And uh, I got out, and I took what I what I learned from a major and did it independently, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And much respect to you, though, man, for sure. Love. Well, uh, well, I've been rocking with you. Much love. For, well, sure. for real. For sure, yeah. yeah. And Gazi, I'm curious, how did you come into the position that you're in now? I mean, like Empire is one of the, if I'm got it correct, one of the largest independent labels. I would imagine so at this point, yeah. Yeah, Hopefully. I like that. I <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about how you came into that role. Man, I started making records when I was like 14 in high school. And then it was just a long, hard journey. A lot of trials and tribulations. Um, it's a culmination of a lot of downfalls. Mm. Turning a lot of ne negatives into positives. A lot of L's into W's. Um, and then, you know, over a period of time, you just get into a position where you've acquired a lot of wisdom. Then you, you know bestow that wisdom on the next generation so they don't make the same mistakes and then you just all bubble up together yeah so it's uh it's but it's been a long a long journey yeah 
through a multitude of different things from producing records to mixing them to manufacturing them and then building supply chains and distribution chains, marketing companies, so on and so forth. So Empire is really just a culmination of all my downfalls and all my wins, X, Y, Z. That's a perfect segue to my first question. Um, we can start with you. How do you, how do you define independence? Autonomy. It's, it's the freedom to wake up and have a choice about what you want to do creatively with your music. And so um, for me, every time I sign an artist, I tell them I'm not really here to control what it is that you're trying to do with your music. I'm really here as an accomplice or as a passenger um, to give you directions. And so I always use the analogy that Empire and myself were just a GPS system. I'm here to give you a couple shortcuts, help you avoid some downfalls, but ultimately help you reach your destination. Um, but you're in, you're the master of what that destination is, so you punch in the coordinates and I'll help get you there. Damn, I like um, that. Because ultimately to us, you know, like Larry's not my artist, he's my business partner. His part of the relationship is to deliver the creativity and then my part of that relationship is to deliver the creative marketing approach. Yeah. Larry, what about you, man? How do you, how do you define independence um, in your life and in your art? Man, just like he said, um, being able to have that time to do doing what you want to and uh, the freedom of making the, the music you want. And I can wake up in the morning, hop on my bike and go record for two hours, you know what I'm saying, grab a sandwich, you know what I'm saying, go hiking or some shit, back to the lab, put it together. And if, and if I fuck with it, I mean, we it's a, it's a go. It make it fun for me again because when I was signed to a, a major, I started losing the the passion for it. It was more, it felt like a job. Like I'm waking up, got to sit in these meetings and, oh, I think you should do this. And nobody really understands what you're doing. So I feel like the um, you got to go create something independently for yourself. I'm rocking with Gazi, no matter what, for sure. Because he, he, he let, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game when you can, like I haven't talked to Gazi in a while. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's my, that's, that's big brother. You know what I'm saying? Like I sit back, I create my shit. And I um, submit it, and then we go. And he uh, put it to the world. Yeah. Mick, how do you define independence, man? Especially someone who is... Can't really put it more eloquently than that. Um, yeah. I, even even when I was on my way over here, I was like, damn, that's probably a question they're going to ask. And was thinking about it, and was what I came up with was the ability to do whatever I want to do. Exactly. And that's autonomy. Yeah, that's autonomy. Like, yeah. You, it can't get more simple than that. You feel me? I think... I get frustrated with, and there's been various examples, there's been interviews where you people have questioned people's positions. I think just having a deal or having a contract makes people think differently about independence. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's a prime example of a certain type of relationship that you would want if you were signed anywhere. Yeah. Major, indie, like, you want a relationship with full autonomy. Like, then I can continue to say, with no question. Like, yeah, I got my full independence. Why? Where you see, I don't. Mm. I can't can't say it better than that. How do you feel like we define independence in 2022? I feel like it has a completely different... Uh, like, before, I'd say, like, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was almost like someone would be independent and felt like they were, like, in the AAU, right? Like, it felt like it was, like, a tier while, like, they were trying to, you know, work up. Now, it feels like independent is... Uh, it's its own genre. It's its own tier. It's not like a, it's not in a hierarchy where it's lesser than major per se. And from the audience standpoint to the artist standpoint. So like, how do you feel like perceptions have changed on independence over 
the years. I mean, I guess for you, it's a, a change. Yeah, I think one thing that nobody really addresses is there's three tiers now. It used to be independent and major, mm -hmm. but now it's DIY independent and major. Okay. Right? And so you have a large contingency of artists who are DIY artists. They're using TuneCore, they're using DistroKid, and that's amazing because it gave people a voice that might not otherwise have a voice in a shot to succeed as something that maybe they didn't have a shot at before. And then you have the independent tier to me, which is companies like Empire, which are actually um, sadly very few and far between now. And then you have major labels and the, the subsidiaries uh, of those major labels that might be slightly independent companies, but are either owned and operated by major labels or distributed by major labels. So a lot of people's definition of what independent is or isn't has, has tweaked. And sometimes I'll see like, younger generation on social media say, hey, that artist is not independent. They're signed to Empire. Mm. That's, That's not true. I was, I was curious yeah, about. Yeah, a lot of people identify Empire as a major, but we're not really a major. We have uh, the ability to roll you out in a major fashion, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I always tell people, are we majorly independent or independently major, you know? Um, but again, I think the most important thing that I was, the point that I was trying to make is that there's DIY independent and major yeah i'm curious mick for you the way i explained it before is kind of the way i felt where like you hear about an independent artist they'd be sort of like on the mixtape circuit mm -hmm. and you i thought you know living in the world i live in that like the natural progression was you know maybe independent was diy and you were trying to work your way up to get to a major i don't know how you felt as a kid maybe seeing like these huge labels artists on like these like massive teams these massive like someone signed the universe or capital etc etc has that changed even in your own time from being a fan to being an active artist in the game? Yeah. Or did you was, always be like, I wanted to do that? Nah, I wanted to do it this I think way. that absolutely got flipped on his head after, mm -hmm. I did, and it didn't take long either. Um, yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, you want to get signed? Any kind of music. You got to go to a major label. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get, get your demo. They were still doing, you know, they were still talking about demos when I was, you know, like, Take your demo to the radio station. The radio station still mattered as far as presence, like going to the radio station. Like you know what I'm saying. So, um, as soon as I started making music, as soon as we started understanding the system of the music industry real fast, it was like, oh, the likelihood of that happening is very slim. You know, you realize that real fast. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're in a certain space, or unless you got a certain following already, which people would have. You know what I'm saying? Vic Mensa had a certain following, even. He kind of even before he was making music with kids these days because of who he was already, you know what I'm saying? Who saved money was already. Like, yeah. Um, and so once I got signed, I thought that that was about to do everything for me. You feel me? Like, that's what I thought. Like, I thought yeah. that was about to do everything for me. I got signed and I had 80% of the project done. Like, okay, yeah. Waters was 80% done. So I'm thinking, oh shit, <laughs> they about to turn this shit up. You feel me? Like, Easy. I don't even yeah. got to do nothing. You feel yeah. me? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. that's what I think yeah. a label's supposed to do. I don't I really even too. really know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just know, I just delivered y'all a whole project pretty much. Like, so yeah, let's, let's see this shit go. You know what I'm saying? And then when certain markers that I thought I was supposed to hit weren't happening, weren't hitting, mm. niggas really didn't have concrete explanations for me. It was just like, you know, it don't take long. You know what I'm saying? To like, <laughs> unless unless you're not trying to see it or unless you're missing something, it don't take long. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, that's when my whole perception of what what needed to happen, what had to happen, what what path is the correct, all of that started to change after that first, after the water drop, which was so successful. But on the back end, it was just for me, it was just a bunch of L's to learn, take note of. Damn. 
calculate for how we move forward. I think a lot of it is 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 very akin to a player making the league and they think, I got drafted, I made the league, I'm about to go crazy. And it doesn't always operate like that. Especially yeah. for them top 20 niggas. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you really, you, you made it into the league, you still got to put in the work. It's a whole, yeah. That's... No one's going to do the work for you. People will give you guidance and direction, but you still got to be a factor in your own success. This league is not as reliant on your ability as oh, ball. You facts. feel me? I, I, I agree with him. Facts. You and, could and be working on your craft, but that's not really what we're talking about when we're talking about this league. And it's further like, away from you meritocracy, could be right? Like MJ with your skill. Yeah, you could yeah. be MJ of producing. You could be. Nah, that's facts. That don't mean you're going to hoop. Yeah. That don't mean you're going to the playoffs. That don't, that's I, not. You know I, what I'm saying? I agree, yeah, I agree right. with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Larry, you was chiming in before when you said like the same thing. Like, you, Did you feel that same way about the perception of like, all right. I built my shit, I'm bringing it to a major, and I'm ready to go. And so if if it's already here, like me, uh-huh. when I give it to you, it's going to go, you know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. But I was, I was fresh out of a completely different lifestyle. So, like, me just being able to say I was was able to get a check from a label was uh, was uh, enough for me at that time. And I felt like it would go, like he says, go turn me up. I'd be able to get out of this EP deal and go do other things and my name is bigger. I can go, maybe a song can go to, go to the radio. I had a song that was kind of buzzing at the time. And, you know, but it's like God, you say you got to put that work in yourself. So why not do it yourself? And then if it makes sense, holler at a major if you want to, if, if you want to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not against, I'm not against uh, majors. I'm not against um, none of that. Like, it's whatever worked for you. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like, I felt just like him, man. Like I, I was fresh out. I was fresh in the game, and I got, uh, you know, Warner Brothers hitting me up. Let's go, let's go do this deal. I'm gonna uh, fly you to New York, set it all up for you, get the meeting, and I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I'm on. Put me in a nice little room. I pay for out of my little budget. You know what I'm saying? And no, um, that shit too. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I got thinking, the story I'm for that I, type I got of the shit. Oh, oh, that was about, that was my shit too. Okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? So nothing was free. But you know you got to put that work in and go outside and, and put that groundwork in and uh, it's it's go, and, and it's so easy nowadays with the with the internet and the, the social media, mm. you know what I'm saying? You build that independent fan base, man. Take it, man. You, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. They gonna be coming to you, asking you what you want to do. What he said was one of the biggest lessons I learned. By my second project, we evaluating. I'm constantly evaluating. I'm a reflective person, so with them, I did waters by waves release. We looking back like. We could have did everything that these niggas did ourselves. Like, <laughs> For sure. Like, what did they do that we couldn't do? Yeah. Like, nothing. Mm. There was nothing they did we couldn't do. Like, I even started learning. They can't even get, like, it, it wasn't even getting, like, good placements on blogs for me. They said, hey, we got to hide a new hip-hop blog for you. I was already getting that for the F. <laughs> I was getting that yeah, for free. You know yeah. And that's what it did yeah. for me. It was just like, it opened up my eyes. It was like, all right. If I could have did that, what else could I could have been doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what else do I not know? You know what I'm saying? What else do I... And what do you really need, right? Yeah. Figuring out what you... Because even what you said, it's just like... What we keep saying, it's just like, I agree. Being signed to a major is not a... That's an outright negative. Being signed... Being independent is not... All of these situations can be tailor-made to exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. You got to know what that is first, though. Yeah, you know thanks. what I'm saying? And then you got to know how to get it if you... 
can't already get it. It's and all not about no, being with the right in, team. Yeah, coming in the game and not even knowing what what you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you just yeah. know you got some shit. You feel me? Like, Well, that's one th- that makes me think about you, Gazi. Over the time working with artists all these years, um, have you taken that experience with all of them and started to figure out, like, here's the arsenal or menu of things that artists might need, right? It's It's really just spending time with people and really getting to know them. Like, I spend a crazy amount of hours in the studio for somebody in my position Mm. i'm still in the studio sometimes anywhere from three to five days a week till like two in the morning wow after i leave the office okay and i spend a you know a lot of hours with artists getting to know them on a personal level what makes them tick what are they excited about um building a rapport building chemistry uh, because it's it's really all one big collective team Mm. me and nima nima's the ceo of empire me and nima still interview every single person that comes through the door that we hire can i ask you where did you learn that right like were there early examples of independence or independent labels or just business structure that you saw and you're like i like that i'm going to bring that over here can i I keep it 100 sure i'm from the bay it's the mecca of independence (laughs) i grew up on too short knee 40 they were selling tapes out the trunk Mm -hmm. when when artists were signing royalty deals they was getting nine dollars a unit yeah so these were my examples when i was young i'm watching e40 sell you know he he didn't do a record deal with jive he did a pnd deal in 89 90 91 whenever that was right he's selling 400 500 tapes out the trunk at nine dollars a unit when artists in new york was getting like 75 cent royalties that's how dudes in houston were rich off of like selling like selling yeah Yeah, selling tapes ten dollars yeah a lot of the stuff that was happening with the mixtape scene in houston was far later right um, and that was more of a mixtape scene where yeah, a like lot of those records, yeah, yeah. I mean, we that started with us like in eighty five, eighty six. Too short was dropping tapes in eighty three at the swap meets, you know. And these are the people that I grew up listening to and admiring. And when they're saying things like, "I'm selling tapes out the trunk," I'm like, what do they mean by that? And they're basically was going to the studio, recording their own albums, paying for their own manufacturing, finding a distributor, dropping the tapes off, or CDs depending what era it was, and then finding their own publicists and their own street promo teams, and then going to their key territories and hiring their own teams. And then I started to mimic a lot of that infrastructure, but I figured out how do I convert that ideology from a brick and mortar world to a digital world. more modern. Yeah, Yeah, modernize it. And I'm a product of that divide because, you know, when I graduated college and when I was starting to pop in the studios and everything that I was doing was right when all that stuff was bridging from analog to digital. Mm. But it was bridging way earlier in the Bay than anywhere else because all that technology was coming from there. All the streaming technology, Damn, yeah. all the hardware, all the manufacturing, everything. I'm talking about late 90s. You know, we was, I was already recording on a computer in like in 97, flying people's hooks. I remember I had somebody in the studio and they walked out to smoke a cigarette and they walked back in and I had copied and pasted their hook. And they walked back in. They said, hell no, I need to redo my hook. I said, no, you don't need to do it. Just do your ad-libs to make it sound unique. I already pasted them all in. And at first, they thought that was insane. They look at the cigarette like, eh, what the fuck? What I smoke? <laughs> <laughs> they, they thought it was insane. Yeah. Like, How'd you do that? And I pull up the computer screen. And I'm like, I, I did it on a computer. I love that answer, though, because like, I, I said, I don't know what I thought you were going to say. You know, we have like examples of like, you know, uh, cash money, you know, independent label, priority independent label. Yeah. But I like that. When you said it from the Bay, makes perfect sense. Not just in the music, but, but if the you look at culture of the region. But if you look at Master P, Master mm-hmm. P started in the Bay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He, and he started the same time. Him and JT, the bigger figure, both got deals at priority at the same time and put out a slew of independent releases. And one of his first big albums was West Coast Bad Boys. Right? And then he took, I, t- I always use the analogy, he took the bicycle, 
down south and turned it into a Harley Davidson because he, he ran off with the game. He took the game. He was living in Richmond, California. He got a deal with Priority. He was putting out like Ice Cream Man, uh, the, uh, the True Albums, West Coast Bad Boys, all that stuff. And then P took that back to New Orleans where he was from and turned the whole South out. He gave him the blueprint. He don't really get the credit that he deserves, in my opinion. I love that answer. But I want to ask you guys, pivot into you all. Were there examples um, of whether it was artists, well, yeah, maybe artists or other business people or anyone, just even in your lives, because I feel like you open up the discussion of Beyond Music, um, of independence and just the way in which you could see someone do what they're doing. Say, yo, I might want to steal some moves from there, or how are you doing that? And we're in a similar scenario. One of the earliest eye-opening experiences I had, this is around that second album time, uh, when I was when I was getting signed before when I was getting courted, I should say, <laughs> uh, by Cinematic, I was I had stayed at uh, Shipe's crib for a little while, mm-hmm. and I had seen Caliucci's come through there, and I understood that he was trying to sign her. You feel me? Obviously, he didn't end up doing that, but um, they had done some business. You feel me? And like, and you know. Pub, whatever it be, publishing or label, motherfuckers trying to sign you, niggas is dance dangling all the treats and all the good shit. Now they could do the favors, you feel me? Like, but you can't put this out unless you sign, type, you know, all that kind of that game, you feel me? Like, so they had done some business and then uh, they left. It didn't work out. And for me, it was just like, you could do that. Mm. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Like, you could you could tell you could promise somebody something and then not. Come come through, and it's not that big a deal. Like, cause I'm on the other side. You know, I'm hearing, oh, okay. I'm hearing what what happened. I'm hearing how it fell through. I'm hearing what they thought was gonna happen that didn't happen. You feel me? Like, and I'm like, and I'm hearing what they gonna do about it. Which really can you what, do that? Wasn't, wasn't that much? That's, that's no, I'm good, saying like, that's a, that's like, a good like, question. For example, though. like yeah. I, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> I I use myself as an example. Before when I when I first was getting courted by these niggas, this nigga was let came at me like uh same thing he did with Crit. And this is on record in, in interviews. Same thing he did with Crit. It was like, let me work for you. Let me prove myself to you. You know what I'm saying? Let me work for you for a few months. If you like it, we do business. If you don't, we good. You feel me? Like I'm like, ah, can't argue with that. You feel me? Like, yeah, go ahead. Dude. Let's 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 get to work. You feel me? Type shit. So if at the end of it, Wherever that probation period was, I was like, "All right, thanks, I'm good." Like, yeah, type of person I am, I wouldn't do that to somebody. You yeah. feel me? Like yeah, I wouldn't do that. At the t- but yeah. I watched a few people do that, and then the repercussion be like, "Oh man, all right, well, you know, where we at? All right, let's settle up on whatever our balance. What you, you good? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to yeah. order twenty that. All right, cool. Yeah. Get that to me. When, what what I'm gonna do? Come sue you for thirty racks? Like yeah. no, like not in this game. Not what we do. Yeah. Like nah, nah. The game, the game, cold, man. <laughs> you feel the, me? The not how, cold. not how niggas moving this. You feel me? Like, and so there was, there was things that I just was watching happen around me because I'm so close to this niggas who's running a label. You and feel it's me? Opening like, up your your options and idea of what in, of, of what even should be happening, mm-hmm. what is possible. Like, okay. I don't know how this game works. That's where I'm at at the time. Like moves or things that I should or shouldn't do that I saw other people do. I would say Chance and Henny, who was. At the time, Caliucci's manager. Like, I was yeah. watching him and was just like, oh, wow, I didn't even know we could do that. Oh, you could do stuff like that? Oh, man, you could be this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the way that uh, in, in the back end and behind the scenes that Chance would tell sometimes groups of us at a time. You feel me? Like, how they got certain stuff off or how they accomplished certain things. It was like, absolutely, I'm sponging all of that up. Like, yeah. I don't really know what I don't know. You feel me? Like, 
So when niggas is giving me game, I'm soaking all of that up. Like when I'm taking L's, I'm <laughs> I'm taking notes. You feel yeah, me? So sure. I feel like at first those were definitely two people early on that I was that I was learning a lot from just because of proximity. I'm super big on that. When I take an L, the first thing I do is usually um I don't hide the L. And someone might, they might inquire, they might see the L, you know, and be like, yo, like, how'd this play out? And then you you try to put everyone on because their lives are going to be different. Their careers are going to be different, but they can take the, the genesis of that idea and be like, like you said, it's a pitfall. How do we get around that? It's a hurdle. How do we cruise over that? For you, um, was there an example of independence? Was it an artist or um, a business person, a label relationship that you were like, yo, that, that's, giving me, that's giving me game and maybe I want to take this route as opposed to maybe what I was doing here with the major before? Yeah, I, I kind of seen what, what guys he's seen, you know, in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my dad had a, um, a record label called The Royal Records, and they was doing the same thing out the truck, selling units. And um, I actually helped when I was when I was young, probably around like eight. I used to help sell the CDs out the truck, going to different places. They'd drop me off in that and give me the box of CDs, and I'd sling them. I'd take, I'd take them to Rasputin, and uh, that consignment deals with me so I kind of was a part of um, I was always hand in hand then um, fast forward I turned 15 I dropped my first mixtape mm. and I was doing the same thing kind of hand in hand and uh, go to 2019 I was doing the same thing I meet me at the uh, at the beach we pop in the trunk we got merchandise CD we go to the beach and make 10,000 in 3 hours of just selling hoodies and, and you, CDs and you shit. ever run into uh, anyone you sold like a CD to really early on like today like still um, and they all they all stay with me that's, that's how I got on because I, I took that same formula and I went to different places I, um, I, I did it in the Bay it was successful I, I started selling orange juice I get the orange juice how I was freshly squeeze them bust them down in a nice little container slap the sticker on there we sell them $20 a pop you know what I'm saying I seen how successful it was so I said alright fuck it let's go let's drive to Vegas I'm in a Nissan Versa popping the trunk. Full of full of merchandise, yeah. CDs. I touch down, same thing. I'm like, damn, fuck this is working there where I go. And even if it's like, and I didn't I didn't, I, I had probably like fifty thousand followers or, or less or something, you know what I mean? I, but people who fuck with me, they came. Even if it was a, a hundred people, fifty people, and they all spent money with me. You know, you was with us in the mm-hmm. studio, uh, the Mabalati C D and all that, whatever, in uh I've known Larry I, since he was 13. Yeah, I know him. I, I met him since I was 13. He actually, the reason I, um, it's funny, he brought the um, the computer thing up. He showed me um, about Pro Tools. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. He showed me about the Pro Tools when I was like 13. 12, year, 12, 13 years old. He he, um, he came and set the whole shit up for me. Larry, yeah. Larry used to come to the studio with his pops because I'm in between generations of him and his dad. I'm like the bridge. Yeah, so his dad used to come to the studio with an artist that I was recording like early 2000s. And then Larry would pop up as a little kid. And then one day, um, Larry's pops was like, yo, slide to the crib. <clears throat> I need you to set up a studio for us. So I go set up the studio, but it was for another artist. Lo and behold, that artist never uses the equipment. This guy... Like, it always be like that, right? But like, this guy, like, 50, <laughs> like many, many years later, many, many years later, he sends me a DM. He's like, bro, you, you remember this? And I said, what the hell? He sends me a picture of the microphone and preamp that I set up for them. 
when he was 13, I and he's still it using it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I and switched that's the mic up, though, same preamp. He said it for me. Remember, he said it. Well, it wasn't for me. I'm just in the back looking like, hmm. Yeah, I put it's little like, stickers. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's for me. It's for me. Like, this is my shit right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm I put stickers to... all over it so the settings wouldn't get messed yeah. up. Damn. I set it and everything. Set it and forget it. You just said something, though, man. You're talking about this computer. Um, what advances and changes have made independence easier for artists, right? Because, again, it's like, it, even what I do, I mean, I'm not building this set in my crib, but I podcast from the crib. I can write from the crib. I can do all these things that were completely different for my genre before, right? You need, you need to go to an office. You need to be part of a production, part of a, a, a massive company. Is where, where, and how you can capture people's attention. That's what we're doing. And but that's it's changed over time, right? So like, there's been technological advances. It's been um, kids coming up that already know the computer game, all these things. So I'm curious for you, for someone that's bridging these gaps, what do you think have been some of the um, what's been the greatest difference maker for independence in music? Um, well, technology creates access, and then access creates culture. Mm -hmm. So technology gave a whole bunch of people access to create culture that never had access before. So you just unleashed a gigantic segment of population that had no access before, right? So in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was no broadband, there was no smartphones, all that was in its infancy. And so, and then computers were not something that were a mainstay in America yet. Not every home had a computer in it. Next thing you know, things like the Mbox and Digi-001 pop up where you can all of a sudden rival some of the greatest studios in the world for like $3,000, $4,000, right? And people started to get hip to that. And it was people like myself and people in the space that an artist like Larry would pop in the studio and I would show them the formula and be like, bro, you can just go to Guitar Center, get this Mac or this PC, pop this little card in it, wire this thing, put this microphone, earphones, you can go. And I was, like, I re I was recording albums in hotel rooms in probably like 01, 02, because people would be on the run. They can't come to the studio because they got a warrant. So be like, we're going to bust it down at the Motel 6 go to the Motel 6, I would take the blanket off the bed, wrap the blanket on the, uh, around the closet, put the microphone in the closet, and we would just record. And, uh, but we would do it with a mobile setup. And so people started to see how we were doing that, and then, you know, you just mimic it, and it created a whole lot of access. And then next thing you know, fast forward, smartphones come, iTunes comes, iPods come, and you got all these different form factors that are just allowing for more access. How do you feel like maybe also hip-hop's growth, right? Like just the music itself growing. There's, there's way more people descending into this culture saying, hey, I want to I do this thing. Has that affected independence? Because sure. there's, there's obviously not enough deals to go around. I think the primary the thing that's affected hip-hop more than anything is the globalization of it. Mm. It's influenced cultures all around the world and it's become a universal tongue for so many people from so many different walks of life. Um, I'm from the Middle East, I'm Palestinian. And um, when I went back to my country, when I was like 16 years old, my cousins had posters of Tupac on the wall. And they were like, you guys grew up on Malcolm X. We grew up on Tupac. Damn. That was powerful to me. Yeah. It, it gave people without a voice a voice. And then next thing you know, people from those communities started to create hip-hop. Now hip-hop is huge in Southeast Asia. It's gigantic in Africa, in Europe, South America. Look at what happened with Latin Trap. It gave voice to a lot of people. So I think the global, the global impact is probably the greatest thing that I've seen hip-hop do is it's literally changed, not, not a generation, generations of children who are now adults. 
we've talked about the spread of hip hop and we've talked about sort of the technology in which it takes to like record and distribute your music. But both of you guys' careers are kind of like in a similar timeline. Um, and you guys are also from, you guys are from the non-social media, you guys are like the bridge, the overlap, the non-social media era until like the, you got your own channel era, right? Your own social media era. How do you feel like that's affected your journeys as independent artists? I feel like that's affected me in more ways than I care to know. Um, I don't think I know all the ways that that's affected me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's definitely affected the people that I work with and what they expected from me. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely, uh, uh, like a lot of institutions right now, whether you're doing deals with a brand or want you to have a certain type of profile on social media. You know what I'm saying? Want you to have a certain type of presence if we're going to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's different from who you are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or or who you, what your music is and they might know that already and then come to you and ask you to be different you know what i'm saying on the internet like for them you know it's i think it it affects you in that way i think it affects um the status quo what's popular what's in the white hot space you know what i'm saying which then affects what the masses are inspired by you know what i'm saying like to a certain degree you know what i'm saying i think like for example like me hearing remnants of thug everywhere all over social because i didn't listen to young thug when mm. in 2016 you know what i'm saying 2017 like when I, I felt like thug was everywhere when i couldn't escape him you feel me like that helped develop me as an artist you feel me like hearing that on social media hearing it you know on clips hearing it on hearing it the way that i heard it which primarily for me was through social media you know what i'm saying it's like affects now certain things that are affecting my process and like what am I including and what am I trying to do where am I pushing the margins for myself as a rapper because of some new thing that I heard you feel me like there's all these different ways that shit being flooded and run through social media can have an effect on you I feel like I mean I, I don't know you feel yeah, me like facts. he's like basically it's <laughs> like, any and so, everything these are yeah. ways that I am aware of I'm sure there's thousands that I'm not you know what I'm saying it affects so much all you know at every level all the way up and down the pipeline so yeah. it's just like I think the biggest impact for me has been people that I work with and their expectations for you because of social media. Let me ask you guys this then, um, and y'all two first, because I feel like you know more of the answers about it, but for y'all two, especially having changed your label statuses over time in your careers, um, what hurdles do you feel like were you felt like were there that may have kept you from pursuing independence, right? Like hurdles that you're like, oh, maybe I can't get to this unless this is there. Like, but you realize now those hurdles really aren't there. And if there's a young artist watching, maybe they'll realize, oh, that hurdle isn't real. You know, like that, that roadblock isn't there that I thought might've been there. You know, just growing up in that era when you, when that's all you know, it's like, go, go get a record deal. That's how you get on. And, uh, the perception of it. The perception of it, you know what I mean? And even, even for me seeing the independent game out the trunk, the the industry was so big to me from watching BET and and all my favorite artists like you know I feel like go get a deal you know work independently till you can go get a deal and you know take it to the top but you know it didn't really affect me though like I just kind of like adjusted to the game a little bit and um, I feel like it kind of gave me a, a head start in a sense a little bit where where I could I made my trial and error when I was young and I, I jumped back in the game when I was older having the knowledge that I knew from the shit I seen and then bringing it to the independent game is, you know, it's all about your perspective, how you look at it and, and shit, you know. But um, I'm thankful for 
everything that I seen before, you know what I mean, before social media was popping and all that. But social media is crazy, though. I mean, shit, you know. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It can make or break you. You know it's what real. I mean? It's like a slap of finger. You know, they love you today. Same people that bring you up can bring you down. So, you know, I don't really... I don't really be on there too much with the personal shit and all that and inventing. It's more of a tool for me to to sell products and uh, and let people know what's coming and uh, you know selling the the lifestyle and the brand for, for me. Really, he also chooses to have a very positive narrative on social media, which is which is very special in itself. Yeah, I would say, um, especially as an artist coming up, money, money. That's something that I felt like I didn't have. Not at the level that I needed it to do what I was trying to do. And the only place you get that from is a label because I don't know nowhere else where anybody's going to give me that much bread for what I'm trying to do. Um, I didn't even realize what I was doing when I was doing it. That has me now feeling like, yeah, I won't say that's not a real thing that doesn't get in the way for people because it does. But I will say... You don't need money to to build a ba- a fan base and 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 be um, tangible and present in the community, which is way more valuable than what money without that community and following will do for you. Fair. Um, I was coming up in Chicago, and my whole mo was where niggas rapping at. Mm. I'm over there. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I ain't had no money. I didn't have nothing else to do, so I was everywhere I could be where niggas was rapping at. Like, And what I was doing, which I didn't know, was creating a strong community for myself in Chicago. That's not what I thought I was doing. I just wanted to be where niggas was rapping at. Like, I wanted to get better, so I wanted to be around better rappers. You feel me? I wanted to make better music, so I wanted to be around. I thought them niggas was cool. I wanted to be over there and make music with them. That's all I was doing. You feel me? And so when the music dropped and I get a... I'm. Bro, we in the studio. Oh, Martyrs, I'm going to get 10,000 views, bro. I'm going to get 10,000 views. When they get 100,000 first day, and I know that's in the city. You feel me? Like, just like, oh, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I didn't know I was so, niggas see me out. I didn't know that I was, it's niggas who would drop in their city. And, you know what I'm saying? Don't understand why it's not connecting. But you don't be nowhere. You gotta go. Outside. You don't show your face. <laughs> you don't know no niggas don't know who you are. Niggas don't know you making music. Niggas don't know you brought Dr. Pro. And that'd be one sad. of the strongest forms of currency. It's like big like, right now, I can see it right now. Label, no label. Like niggas is asking me to tour with them because they know I sell tickets. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Off top. Yeah. Like, like label, no label. I know no matter what happens, every year, tourist tourists say, like money stuff don't go stuff. All right. We tour and we know we we sell tickets. We, I like, you know what I'm saying I like because of my said, fans. Like, I like that you said money because it's such a clear cut answer because that really is the crux of like why you go and do something right. Like, and I think part of it's also the first question I asked was kind of difficult because, um, granted, I don't rap right, but I think about even in my own career feels not that money isn't important because I need that shit, but Absolutely. it has a different presence than what it did when I first got on what I thought it would get done. But in the meanwhile, in the process of even trying to get it or be around it, my skill got better. I met more people. My community got better. My relationships got stronger. Um, and maybe I couldn't always pop off the art I wanted to make or communicate the exact way I wanted to, but I was building skills to the point where um, if I had just been going for money, I wouldn't even been in this, right? Like, yeah. I think a lot of that is contingent on what type of artist are you trying to be, right? So, you know, very, 
Very an much underground so. yeah, touring you can't artist. Leave that out. Like, yeah. <laughs> a totally different yeah. type of budget than yeah. a mainstream pop star, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, a mainstream pop star, you're shooting half a million dollar videos. It's just it's it's totally different animals. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on what. That's your the basis of everything we're talking is, about. Is yeah. what you what you trying to be though? Yeah. You know what what, what is the package? Yeah, yeah. What is the package? Like, that's you where can it be both. Like, you can you, be both. You could potentially be both, absolutely. Yeah. But as, as soon as you said but, that, the first thing that popped in my head was Mike McLemore. Correct. He went all the way up into that space. He wasn't there long, you know what I'm saying? But he grew all the way up into that space. So he, he was like independent at first? I don't, I don't know all his details, but then he was, he was independent. He was and I know he was doing like Independent for a significant shows, part like, of his career. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, Yeah, I would say that, to my knowledge, he was significantly independent for a prolonged period of time before he started doing what he was doing with Warner and I don't know what the capacity of that deal was or wasn't but I feel like we kind of talked about this earlier but I kind of want to reframe the question is um you know independence used to be heavily associated with underground right and that has its own baggage and in in context around it sometimes good sometimes bad it feels like there's an added bonus now when you hear an artist is independent you know I feel like fans almost gravitate and really respect it especially when they see everything you're doing and knowing that like um you didn't chase the major label, right? Or you're working in a, um, a more uh, human business relationship. Or you're doing it, you're, you're DIY and doing it yourself. Those tiers that aren't major feel like there's a, um, there's an added respect now. Do but you guys feel that as artists? So far you can do that, though. What like, you mean? Like, I was on this show, Kid, for, for years. I made millions, you know what I'm saying, like, off, off of that. But it's like, I had an issue. Album, I wake up in the morning, my album took down. It get to a certain part independently where you have to have a, a team that's like helping you do certain things. Or it's like it's like okay, even like my clothing brand. Like there's no way I'm about to go box up ten thousand t-shirts and go send and send them while I'm doing my my um, everything else in my life. Being a father, trying to make music. So I, I I believe in like take a percentage. Let me be able to live my life and do what I do and um. And I don't, I don't believe in selling everything and doing your and, and doing crazy and taking no percentage. But man, you gotta it gets to a certain point if you want your shit to be bigger and like continue to to, to move like a, as a machine. You have to have some kind of you can do it yourself for so long. You don't have to sign a major crazy deal for that. Like me and God, I don't I don't I don't do a crazy record deal with like with him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I own my masters, all this but shit. But I think that's the thing. I think to his point is. They perception of what's happening versus yeah, they, what's they, they actually happening. They don't happening. know what's going on. They don't know. The, the, the people don't know. I what's feel going like, I mean, like before we with, walked in here. Sorry, man, go no, ahead. You good, you good. I, I feel like with with that, I think this is my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think people, it's there's a because of the way majors have rolled out artists. Like you know what I'm saying? Without getting specific into that, I think do it yourself and independent artists. More often, we see an example where you can track their story. Facts. And they growth, yep. and they struggles, yep. and it's still pictured like right now the Russell going crazy, and you can see like this. We just watched this nigga build a stage in his backyard. Yeah, now he performing in his backyard. You know, like we're, we're watching a very independent, pro- and that's cool to see. I, I, like you I feel me? Like I that's still, cool as hell to watch. Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Rico, like. Rico, yeah. Come through, make certain relationships. You know what I'm saying? Build the whole Bro, thing. I like, still, and I think it's sometimes easier to see that with independent artists. Like, yeah, because I think there's also, you're, there's a lot more, I'm not going to say it, but it's like there's less voices saying maybe don't don't show them or don't do this or we're making these moves. I still remember Currency. It's like the early days of Twitter. 
It's like 09, 2010. And I remember he was starting to build his thing. He had had one kind of label situation. It went this way. He had his own self company he had that kind of went another way. Then he started building, I believe it was um, Jets, right? Fly Society went out the way and he was building Jets. Uh, and I remember him flying himself to shows. Like he was flying himself to shows. He was taking pictures. So you knew he was sitting where he was sitting on the plane, everything. And it was like this laddering up. And then you started seeing like the the surface level stuff, the chains, the cars get better, but also like he started getting a team, started rolling out more product. And to this day, it's over a decade. I'm no matter where he's at, I'm like, he's further than he was. Well, Currency's been with us for a long time, quietly. Yeah, I, yeah. So there's been a quiet hand behind him. But even and that goes back to what he was like saying. Nine. No, we probably started working with Currency in the mid-2010s. But even then, it's like to we watch We increased that. the product flow and all the things that he wanted to do. I, just, I, I always use the analogy, be, be a... Like, to watch green the light when everybody else is stop sign, right? Mm -hmm. And with him, it was just like, we turned the green light on, do whatever you want. And to watch that journey, right? And also to have the eye for it. Like, yeah. to watch that journey is fun versus like if that was him coming out with a major label and y'all were in the way or he had to keep this image he, up this way there was no there was no journey well, there's he's, an he's image the to keep up that's yeah. the thing it's just like and the image yeah, is much right. further ahead the image is aspirational but you aspiring to it too you're trying to get to it but he's the perfect example of a cultural phenomenon right mm. he created a brand that people love and when you have an artist like that, all you do is just open the gate and say, do whatever you want. I'm just here to support you in any way I can. So I take a very tiny credit in doing whatever we did for him. All we did was say, bro, you built a Porsche. Here's a freeway. Go wild. And so what do that, you? What you their business it. model proves to answer that question is, and not only does their business model prove that, but DIY and independency gives you uh, more chances for full autonomy. It's going to give you more of a space for that story and your path to be felt as genuine as it is, as opposed to what majors often do, selling you an image. You don't smother the creative process. You nurture the creative process, right? And so when somebody comes in and they come into the system, after a period of time, you start to probe them, spend time with them, and you just understand what it is they want or don't want. And you don't try to like, overdo it a lot of people overdo it if somebody only wants to do something a certain way that's cool there's nothing wrong with that it doesn't not everybody has to have global domination mm. to be successful <laughs> it's okay it's cool you know what i'm saying yeah. so th you got to understand what the artist wants i sat with an artist the other day and i said i need to ask you a serious question and he said what i said how far do you want to go because you have the ability to be a 10 you can go to 10 but and you're at a five right now. We've gotten to a five. If you go no further in your career, you can make lots of money, generational wealth, take care of your kids, your family, and your kids' kids. But how far do you want to go? Do you want to go all the way? And even as the artist, they got to be able to take that conversation to understand that five is not necessarily lesser than 10 in that conversation. No, you're it's not. Them. It's about what's right for you. Yeah. And I said, if you want to go further, these are the things that are required to go further. If you want to sign up for these things and you're okay... This is what they cost. If you're okay adhering to these standards, then you'll, the chances of us achieving this are exponentially greater than not. Yeah. You tell me how far you want to go and I'll do my best to get you there. But I don't want you to do anything that compromises how you feel about your art yeah. or how you feel about what it is that you want out of Yourself. life. Yeah, yeah, out of life. I mean, a lot of these people are my friends at this point. It's like family to me, a, you know what I'm saying? A lot so, more human, a lot more... It's very um, human to me. The ability to be nuanced and have um, 
much more delicate and thoughtful conversation. But what does it work like? Like Empire's done a deal with a like universal music before, right? Yeah. How do you navigate those relationships? And is it a lot of, is it more like protecting the artists and what you guys are doing? And but so, see, you know, I, like being able to work with them. You see, a lot, of, a lot of things are misunderstood about the moves that we made as a company. Um, people thought we did a deal with universal music in, in terms of like being up under their umbrella. The deal we did with Universal was a distribution deal mm -hmm. where we were actually distributing product for them. Mm. So they had a lot of developing acts and I was in the room with some of the, the higher ups there and I said, you guys have a lot of developing acts and you don't really have a pipeline to put them out and all these guys come knocking on my door to put these records out, but if I put them out, it's a rights conflict if you guys give me a pass to put them out, I'll just route the royalties back to you and take a small percentage. Everybody wins. If your ovens are at full capacity, I could bake a couple pizzas for you. That was the conversation I had, and that's how that happened. So if you really read that press release that came out, it was Empire Universal signed a strategic partnership for Empire to distribute Universal artists. A lot of people don't understand that Empire is a distributor, a label, and a publisher. So the artists on the label are in a different category than the, the artists at the distribution company so there's different strokes for different folks yeah. right so sometimes it gets convoluted but at the end of the day i don't really care about particulars all i really care about is helping people win mm. that's that's all i care about even when you go into a deal like that do you feel like it's um you have like artists coming to you like yo this is what i would like to do how do you kind of navigate that because then it's still working with a major and seeing like maybe that they don't get it like well in that the... particular situation it was carte blanche for us to do everything and they got it yeah, we would just drop the records, put them out, and then route the royalties back. And then if the majors saw fit to promote it, that was on them because that was just a distribution deal. Because mm. a lot of the artists was running a TuneCore and DistroKid and evading their contracts. So I was like, at least in this particular system, it's it's in in a uh, you're putting it on a platform where there's somebody that you can have a conversation with, and I could route all the data back to you. Mm. It was just a distribution software solution. Okay, right, and it it worked for a while. I mean, we we were the hand behind a lot of very successful universal releases, mm. especially s stuff that was coming out through uh, uh, some unnamed labels I would rather not say. Yeah, yeah, I, don't yeah. want, you know, I, don't, I don't want to do um, that. We've talked about, like you said, how far do you want to go? We've talked about that level of like, you know, perceptions of levels, uh, what it means to actually be at certain tiers or whatever the fuck. But I'm curious, I'm thinking about sustainability now, right? Like long-term, especially for artists, right? Like how many years do you want to rap, you know, making music? Do you feel like there's more paths to sustainability? Um, I guess this is more for you, um, but I'm curious for you guys' thoughts on it because you guys are currently artists thinking about your whole lives, I imagine, right? You were just talking about like, you know, families and taking care of people. So do you feel like there's more paths to sustainability? That's less about the peak and more about longevity. It's all about longevity and legacy for me. Um, I spend a lot of time with my artists talking about financial literacy, setting up trusts, setting up LLCs. How do you pay your taxes? How do you hire a proper accounting firm? Do your trademarks? So again, I'm not I'm not building up an artist. I'm building up a business. Mm. You know, it's, it's really about That's building a business That's relationship. That's all it's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. like what? It's about longevity. I even think I did. That's been the biggest thing for me, getting over how high I'm not, because I'm a person that holds. I'm a I'm a writer. I'm a rapper writer. Like I like words. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I was struggling with like, but I'm this good. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I've over I've gotten over not being on lists and not being on this and like that that part that don't matter, but very much is the opinion of the standard of who's good or. You know None what I'm of saying? that matters, by, bro. By my 
longevity. Like, None of that I'm, matters. All that matters oh, yeah. is if I'm your not, fans I'm, fuck with you. I'm, I'm over that. Yeah, I'm if over, your but fans I'm saying fuck like with you, rock with them. Bro. A big part of that is recognizing your own power. Yeah. Oh, I got, I, I yeah. got a draw. I got, For real. and even like I'm here. Like yeah. a lot of niggas every year that was on things that I wasn't on that are not here. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's, it's, it is longevity, and it's not even just music. It's bro, I'm gonna be able to sell Waters merch forever. Like mm. I'm gonna be able to, mm. you know what I'm Facts. saying? Like I'm gonna be Facts. able to do certain things forever. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like for a bit or for a very long time to where I've been. Got a nest egg off that. I done been, you know what I'm yeah. saying, set up something off that joint. I done been, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, nah, it's all about the longevity. Just rock sure. with the people like, that rock yeah. with you. And you'll be all right. I feel like a lot of... All I feel the, like that's where a lot of people who underground... Like, that's where they win. Like, yeah. Whatever negative thing you want to say about a, a lot of people, like, that's where they win. Because they still here. Like, niggas still rocking. Niggas still <laughs> listening. <laughs> niggas still checking out the new joint. You feel oh, me? God. Whatever the numbers is. It yeah. don't matter. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's funny because I use that currency example, but at the time he was he was he wasn't the youngest artist at the time. And he was underground. And he had, you know, walked out of a scenario, what was it, young money, right? Like probably he was basically probably had to deal with like universal, I'm imagining. Everything over cash money, young money's universal. Yeah, this is me Atlantic. Yeah. But like he restarted in some ways. But can I say something about currency? Sure. He's prolific. I mean, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's yeah. what we were talking about before. Yeah, the man is prolific. We we're talking about he's dropping a, a project a month in 08. He's prolific. He was yeah, doing what Max so we B and G-Unit was doing. Right. Like, he's, but it's the same idea, right? It's about like the fan base that you fuck with. He did music even if he didn't have necessarily the exact business that he wanted, yeah. but he wasn't in business that he didn't want, yeah. right? And it's like, it's really important, which kind of gets me, since we're getting close to the end here, I know what we're saying is that it matters on what type of artist you are, right? So, like, I'm not asking you guys to give someone, like, the magic wand because everyone's different. But, like, biggest lessons you've learned, and that can be separate from the advice that you all have for for artists. Like you said, man, just uh, knowing who you are as an artist and, and uh, the power you got. Even because, you know, in the, in the music game, man, it's a lot of days you're going to be discouraged. You can wake up in the morning like, you know what, man? Fuck this shit. But you got to always remember that power you got it and just keep pushing, man. And, and it, it was times where I didn't really fully believe in my craft as much as I should. You know what I'm saying? That was my my downfall for a couple of years. And, when, and once I got in my bag and understood, like, you know what? I'm him. I'm going outside. I'm going to pop this trunk. Fuck, fuck all the street shit. We're going to put everything into this music. My life changed. So you know what I'm saying, but it's a, it's a you know you got to go through things too, man. So mm -hmm. I, I don't regret nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. I agree. That's definitely one of the biggest lessons, and it and it manifests in so many different ways. Like know who you are, like like you know what I'm saying, like and and that comes goes hand in hand with knowing your power. Like I'm in a situation where before I understand this, I'm now rapping. I don't think I understood really who I was so about 2018, like. Same. And I think I needed same. That same what year. happened to me <laughs> to show me, like, you don't you don't even know what you want. Like, you don't even know who, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at what just happened. Like, a nigga who know himself, that would, that would, it wouldn't happen like that. You feel me? Like, I'm having conversations with myself like that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and even, even in, like, I be telling, this is one of the most important things that I tell niggas. Yourself and your art, for niggas like us, this is how we live, like, this is my, this is one of the most precious things I do, I got. Like, I need to rap. It's like, your livelihood. Yeah. Like, 
It's serious. It gotta be like that to you. Yeah. You gotta eat, sleep, you got this it, like, shit. Niggas be Kanye crazy. Anybody. Anybody great. Yay, Beyonce. These niggas been doing this since they was kids. Yeah. It's not a game. Yeah. It's a- not a hobby. You still doing your music? Us. Ah, bro, when niggas say that. <laughs> what are you talking about? And it be like understanding <laughs> yeah. like it is that serious. It is that powerful when niggas try to slight you because they don't agree with your perspective about your art. Don't take that. You don't got to snap on a nigga. Yeah. But don't accept that. You feel yeah. me? Like that was something that I had to learn. You feel me? Like after watching people treat my art a certain way and he's like why, why you ain't say nothing bro why you ain't stand up for yourself mm. because standing up for yourself don't always look like oh somebody bullying me like uh, let me stand up for me. you know what I'm saying like it ain't always that black and white when it come to how you need to speak for your art you feel no, me like yeah. it ain't always that black and white you feel me and yeah. it's like understanding like no I do have that power no I do know what I'm talking about no I do that was one of the biggest joints that I had to overcome to get to where I'm at right now, feeling like I'm about to take off. You feel yeah. me? Like, because I have certain levels of understanding about myself, what I want. I have a certain power now. You feel me? Like, and I had to step into that. Right? You know what I'm saying? It was not something that I knew I possessed before 2018. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think as creatives, we all have very emotional mind states. Oh, for sure. And uh, it's, it's hard to... Uh, push that to the side and I always tell people you have to let your logic supersede your emotion um, so the one thing that I've mastered over the years is having a short memory whatever happened yesterday I leave, I leave that in the past just, man I'm just getting there I leave person. it in the past and I move on because I'll keep some shit you know what I'm saying but if you keep it to, but to keep something requires a lot of energy energy weight and, and if you're slows you down if you're if that energy is being sucked then that's energy that you're not Even spending doing 5%. something positive. It's 5% you spend here when it's like Correct. the focus. If I'm thinking of something else, I can't be present with you all, right? 100%. I definitely can't game plan for the future. No. And I'm the, just getting there. It takes a long time to master that skill, but it's very important. Slowly but surely, incremental gains happen. And then you look up one day and you become these gentlemen yeah. that build careers that are sustainable, that could take care of generations of people and that's amazing because what they're doing is creating micro economies where people around them are making a living and it's, it's amazing to watch and it's uh i would say that at this point empire is no longer really a record label it's really a lot of it to me is like some form of philanthropy i get to provide livelihood via a medium that gave me livelihood when i was 14 years old i wouldn't be shit without rap music Rap music and hip hop gave me my entire life it gave me purpose this is not a job it's purpose at this point and so, like, being able to sit alongside them is, it, like, for me, is, um, it's humbling, and I'm very proud to be able to sit next to young gentlemen that are making a career and a livelihood uh, doing something that they're passionate about, something they love. Yeah. It's, it's fire. It's dope. I want to ask you all about the future of independence, but Mick, you specifically, man, newly independent, not just mm. um, in your reality, your perception of it, your understanding of it, but actually, like, contractually. Um, not what do you have lined up? Like, what are you doing next month? But, like, what's your... You know what I'm saying? People are like, so what do you got next? But, like, what do you... Well, here's where I'm at right now. I feel like, um... Like, for the last year, I'll say I've been actively, like, game planning for this moment. You feel me? For this for this time. Um, I feel like... you Something I've been saying to the people close to me, because the people close to me are the people who've heard this the most. Like, you can't be complaining about how niggas been holding you back and then when that barrier is gone 
You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, it's very much a, a space of, like, show and prove right now, just for myself. Like, um, That's some real ass shit. Yeah, just for myself. I've been, I, I, you know, I, I was telling you off camera, I intentionally haven't been doing anything for the last year and a half. Like, I don't, I ain't, I, my relationship was in such a place with, with them, I ain't want to contribute another dollar to anything over there at all period like <laughs> period like i don't even care like it's crazy i was like as long crazy. even with my last album i bro i was at a point where in my music theory and learning like i i feel like i got the formula for how i want to make the, my magnum opus like and i sat with my manager and was just like bro why would we do that so they could have 50 percent like, why would i knowingly try to do that knowing they gonna have 50 percent of my masters it's like no nah, I'm gonna do something else. So my last album was the substitute for that, but it was no like, you know, slight to the music. I nah. I, I I loved the music. Like I was that was my number one thing. It's like make sure you love the music. As long as you love the music, we can just get out of here. You feel me? Like, but if I just get out of here and bullshit the music, I'm gonna hate the music and it's out. You feel me? Like yeah. so, I did that joint, and for me now it's just like I'm ready to show niggas like, oh, what I was doing over there was me being held back, like. Everything that you heard was me being held back. And I'm about to show you that it was me being held back. I'm about to prove to you that it was me being You're going to be like, damn, where did, when this nigga start? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> since when? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm on. That's where my energy is coming from. And it's not just, oh, I've been turning up in the stew, bro. It's my security, my defensive side of my money and my home. You know what I'm saying? My, me and my wife and our conflict resolution and how we speak to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, just my overall perspective on life and guarding my happiness and my joy and my peace and like understanding how that relates to how I can be uh, super creative you know what I'm saying like I'm just in a completely different space I that shit contributed to a lot of stress and worry yeah. and just you uh, adversity in my mind you feel me like much less to what it personified to be in my life you feel me so it's just like nah I didn't even I was talking about I didn't even realize on that day I ain't had no plans on July 31st and I felt so good. I didn't even know I was going to feel like that. I didn't even think it was going to be in my person <laughs> to feel free. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even think that was going to be. There was nothing different from the three days before to that day. That's the same that's thing. That's you know what I'm saying? Why did it feel different in me physically? You feel me? Like Liberty. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So it's just like, no, nah, that's what I'm on. That's too. what I meant. Um, <laughs> I got, I'm working on a few different projects. I got a lot of music. I'm on some currency shit, on some future shit. I'm trying to flood the market. Like, that's where I'm at, you know. And we and and I'm and I'm grateful that I've been able to, like you said, learn so much to know this is how I'm gonna boy? do it. This is how I'm gonna roll <laughs> it out. Like this is how we gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? Like in a way that we haven't done it before. So that's where I'm at. I loved when you guys got into the, the, the conversation when you just said liberty. I looked around real quick and everybody was grinning because you've all experienced yeah, it and felt yeah. it, even if it's brand new. Man, that, like that's it. that's the best feeling. It's the best feeling in the world. I didn't know how I was gonna feel either. I was like, man, I'm, I'm out. Almost shed a little organic tear, man. I was like, oh, shit. Turn my computer on. Like, I can just do whatever the fuck I want to do. Be smart. Yeah. And that, that's, man, that, that's the best feeling in the world. That's the, man. I mean, I guess you made it through. You made it facts. through. And, that, and, and, and I'm in a good position. Yeah. To go up, you feel exactly. to, to go up from here. You feel me? So it's just like, as opposed to, I made it through, but I'm fucked up right now. Damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even. You in a good like, position. You chilling. Yeah, yeah. Now do more numbers. <laughs> so I'm excited bro I'm excited I'd love to hear it man um, Guys I think this last question's for you What do you think the f What's the future of independence? Because I feel like you're Not just uh, 
you're helping to shape it. Mm. That's a very complicated question. And it, a lot of it depends on a lot of factors in what happens globally, supply chains, distribution, what DSPs look like in the future, um, what the different ancillary revenue streams look like in the future. There's a lot of uh, DSPs now that are trying to move to like user-centric royalties where royalties are paid directly to artists like in the form of tipping and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's going to be, um, I think streaming was just That's a crazy idea. diapers. Uh. And there's probably some little kid in a garage right now cooking up some software or some kind of tech that can either empower all of our IP or make all of our IP worthless. I have no idea. If you put tech into perspective, it's still, you know, what, what toddler technology, like yeah. internet. If you yeah. put it in perspective, what is it? What is people, it? People throw out the Web3 word. Like, yeah, like, like, it's very new. Yeah, it's still it is, new, it bro. New. Like, so it ain't even you could bet. I put my life. It's somebody doing it right now. Yeah, and a lot of people throw out, you know, the Web3 stuff, but <laughs> right. they don't really understand what it is. How you couldn't have told You couldn't have told us that. Say that again? I said Web3, that's, and it's like, it's always like, um, someone gave me a really good example when they were talking about, like, what everyone thinks of that shit. And they were like, remember when MP3s dropped? And he was like, yeah. And it was like, you, your parents didn't want you to download them on the computer. It was like, almost had like a bad connotation. The music industry hated the idea of MP3s. He's like, fast forward five years, 10 years, even three years, it was just called music. He's like, so the way people talk about Web3, NFTs, or whatever the other uh, smaller products or ideas in it, those are the titles now, but eventually they'll fall synonymous with just things we do in life. With every format change comes a new consumption model. Mm -hmm. And a new perception. So a lot of people are going to win off Web3, and a lot of people are not. It just depends. Can you adapt? When we went from tapes to CDs, people rebought their favorite tapes as CDs. And when we went from CDs to downloads, people bought all their favorite CDs so that they could load it on their iPod. Unless you was at the house ripping them, a lot of people didn't want to do that. And then when we went from iPods to streaming, people re-added all their favorite albums into their libraries. And now I went from streaming to going back and buying vinyls, you know? And you have Web3. You got NFTs. You're going to have NFT albums. This is going to be all kind of stuff happening in the next few years. What is, what is Web3? That's just the new, that's, that's what, that's that's the new frontier. That's the new shit. Okay, Web3. That's what we are now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what I mean, we have... It's still new, bro. Yeah, it's still new. You ain't... We've been investing heavily in the metaverse artist right now that's taken off, you know, named Teflon Sega. So he was way ahead of everybody. He started the whole wave about four years ago. It was like, this is what I'm going to become. Damn. Um, and he's already streaming like crazy. He's doing shows in the metaverse. So I think there's just going to be a lot. It's strictly, just strictly through the strictly. streaming, everything, live everything shows strictly, from, the, yeah. from the computer. Everything. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And he, built, he, he came to the office and I met him in person and he told me exactly what he was going to do and he manifested it. And we were there to support him in any capacity. Niggas doing needed, shows in the really, metaverse? Do we show his actual face? Or like a, no, he, he's... He, Bought one of the suits, and he's literally an avatar at all times. He even attended his Spotify uh, meeting, yes. marketing meeting, as the avatar. Man, I don't know, Adam. It's, it's, Adam, it's, what do we need to get the Web three plugin so we can show up on the show? Gorillas to the net. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. that's the things that we. I wish, as a fan at the time, I wished I could have yeah, experienced cool. gorillas like that because it was just yeah, like, oh, they only lived. It's in their music videos. It's like, you feel me? Unless you like the actual artist themselves, you feel me? Or now I see it like they're performing as humans and I'm like, bring out the cartoons. Exactly. This is crazy. I think that's what's so beautiful about it. You don't have to put it in a box. There's something for everybody. And who am I to judge what people like? 
That's gonna work for the new generation. Yeah. The kids, I watch my son be on the Roblox and all that yeah. all day, <laughs> talking to avatars and all this. You know what I'm saying? To the point that yeah, that was, he told me it was a concert going on on his Roblox account. Lil Nas X, he had a concert on the um, on the Roblox. We and, do a lot of promo made, on Roblox. I think he made some millions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the way he was talking about it, he was like, Facts. "There's thousands of people here." I'm like, "Yeah, you, you had a concert. I'm, I'm on a concert right now." I'm like, "All right, bet. we do a lot of promo on Roblox. <laughs> yeah. We put like billboards up in Roblox, that's so when crazy. kids are walking around, they're seeing billboards of albums that we're advertising, things that's, of that nature." So. That's crazy. This is, this is and this is this is where, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this goes back to what he was talking about, right? Having a dope team that different segments of the team do different things and that's what they're experts at you can't be the quarterback and be the wide receiver you gotta play your position too we wanna sit back and focus on making the art the best way we can I feel like you know what I mean you can, you can go out and get 100% I was getting 100% for a long time I made great money but I found myself stuck in a um, going in a circle mm. where it's like I couldn't really do certain things I couldn't my, my music wasn't reaching um, the jailhouses or like certain platform that I, I needed a, um, just extra hands on it to be on my shit 24-7. Like, recently I had an issue with a um, a sampling clearance. Mm. Going through my, um, the app I was using, they would have just took my whole album down instantly. Facts. Having a, a team that I can pay a percentage of the dudes they're actually working, I'm not just giving a percentage away they're actually working. I make a phone call, look, this is going on. Please get this song back on on the on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Boom, it's done. And I, feel I can go like, to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Guys, you mentioned sleep. this earlier, and I feel like it's something that I think for anybody that's DIY or independent is very important. Is the is the quality of those of your team? Yeah, quality like, of your team. Quality who of your who team. those people are? Like how you in in um integrate them into your team, which hopefully. You know, should feel like a family. You know you what I'm saying? When we talking DIY and independent, like that's something that I noticed super early. Like me and my manager were friends before we, he was my manager, but when this nigga quit his job and put up five figures of his own bread so we could go try to make it in New York, and we failed, and we failed, and we ran through all that bread, and it was like six months later, and we had to go back home. And this thing was like, we like, well, it was like that moment. It was like, all right, what are we gonna do now? He like, well. I'm gonna get to work figuring out something. We'll talk about it on Monday. And it was just like, you're gonna get yeah. to work figuring out That's how something. You do it. I'm at this point where I'm like, damn, this nigga just quit his job. He nah, just spent bro. 10 bands on me and we just failed. No, you lick your wounds and, and then go back right back to and it. And it's just like, from my whole perspective on him as a person changed. It's like, I already fucked with you. You was my homie, but it's like, oh, this that's blood move. That's a blood move. Yeah, that's a brother yeah, move yeah. right there. Our, our whole relationship changed. And it's just like, now to me, that's almost a blueprint. It's just like, you, it's. That, that's that's what the point I want to make. For us, our team has grown so slowly because it's hard to find the right. You know, it's not just the ability we need. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's not all we looking for. You feel me? Like over here type shit. You feel yeah, me? That's yeah, not yeah, all yeah, we yeah. looking for. You know what I'm saying? And it's very important to have your team to be able to have blind faith. You know what I'm saying? Like it. You said it earlier. Take time. And I Wait. just think that needs you need a spotlight on that when you're talking about. Independence. You yeah, feel you me? Said like, something very important. Build yeah. your team with character, not skill set. You could teach a skill set, but you can't teach character. You either got that, or you either born with it, or you're not. So that's something that we do. Passionate about you, and that's how I feel. For real. When John, I don't, I don't even agree with him all the time. We that 
We done been yelling, arguing at each other. I got off the phone and did exactly what that nigga told me to do. (laughs) 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 Because ultimately, I trust this nigga that much. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and vice versa. You feel me? Like, so, yeah. Uh, That's not, no, that don't happen overnight. That don't happen because he a good dude and I'm a good dude. Let's go. Like, nah, that take time. Like, like, that take time. Yeah. Independence is king. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Independence, baby. Guys, that's it. Uh, this is crazy. This is like, you don't really know what you're going to get out the episode when you're just having a conversation. Y'all like, I'm in here like, I, look, I do not rap, but it's a lot of game for people to even do what I do and just in the seat. And if you consider yourself someone that is out here making things, trying to create things, um, but naturally it's associated with your life. Like you said, it's your lifestyle. And then you turn into a business. I think you guys gave like a ton of game. And they Thank you. anything you do. Anything yeah. you do, you right? Know, coffee shop. I say that you know a lot. Saying? A lot of this game is you transfer it across systems, across mediums. Like, but I, yeah. I would say that one thing that's important about this whole entire conversation is it identifies that there's a lot of roles to play in the success of a rapper's career. So there's a room for a lot of different things. There's a different positions on the court that Micro everybody economy. can play. And people can be really successful in the music business. You don't have to be the front man on the mic to be successful in the music business. I'm a perfect example of that. I started being a creative at first. And then I was able to pivot into being an executive because I understood what creatives needed. Mm. Because I was on that side of the fence for so long. And I, you know, I think I, I was watching a Birdman interview once where he said too many rappers, not enough CEOs. And there's a lot of people who don't want to play the behind the scenes. Um, and I think it's important to say that... Um, there's there's a lot of room for executive enterprise in the music business if you explore it properly. Not everybody has to be the man in front of the mic or the front man on the stage. And if you care or front about woman, it. yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's it for the Rap Caviar podcast. That's it, man. Shout out Mick. Shout out Larry June. Shout out Gazi. Uh, this has been a great episode, guys. Um, you guys make sure you follow the tune in for more, and we'll see you guys next week. That's it. Numbers. What's up? Let's get it. Mm-hmm.